Hey, everybody. Welcome back to your Inside Track to Success. As always, I'm your host, Stuart Kranz. I think we got a great one for you this week. However, before we jump in, please like, subscribe, leave a review. Specifically, y'all, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please go ahead. If you're on your phone, if you're on a laptop device, find the opportunity where it allows you to leave a five-star review. Please do that so that this show can become more relevant in search results for anybody looking to level up their lives, increase the level of efficiency of what they're up to with their goals, and more importantly, y'all, just so we can create the biggest possible impact with the show and anybody who happens to listen. So I want to jump right in today. I want to make sure this is nice and impactful and, you know, again, efficient with the time want to talk a lot about mindset today. I am a mindset coach. I've been working with folks for about four years on the mental blocks, the mental barriers that get in the way of the goals that they have set out for themselves, that get in the way of them achieving what it is they want to achieve. In a prior episode, I talked a lot about SMART goals and how SMART goals can be used in order to up-level the rate in which we achieve things in our lives, but I didn't get a lot into the mindset behind what works and what a winning mindset is. And I want to introduce to you guys the concept of neutral thinking. Now, neutral thinking is something that might be new for y'all. I had heard it myself recently for the first time at the beginning of the pandemic A great book came out called It Takes What It Takes by a gentleman named Trevor Mawad. Trevor, unfortunately, is no longer with us. He passed away from cancer at the very beginning of 2022, I believe. Um, However, when he was with us here on this earth, he was the mindset and performance coach for Alabama football, Georgia football, Florida State football. He's worked with numerous MLB and NBA teams. He was also Russell Wilson's personal mindset coach for really the majority of his, you know, soon to be uh, probably Hall of Fame career um, when he's all said and done with it. And wanted to share those takeaways with you. You know, this has been something that's been on my mind recently. You know, just some of the challenges that we all face. I might be a mindset coach, but You know, I have problems just like everybody else that I get to overcome. And maybe the first thing I want to talk about is why are we talking about neutral thinking versus positive thinking? Like, I know we talk about stinking thinking not working at all, and we'll get into that here in a second. But why are we teaching thinking neutrally versus thinking positively? So positive thinking is proven to work. You know, you can use affirmations. You can use little reframes, little devices to get you back on track, get you thinking positively, you know, in times of stress so that that you can stay in the game, keep moving forward on the things you need to do. However, what has been found and is often, I think, borne out, at least in my life, (laughs) and I'm sure in yours as well is that you ever notice when life kind of just hits you over and over again with things, maybe in quick succession, you're going to get hit with a bunch of things at once. 
when you're trying to be positive all the time, but life is giving you this evidence, it's stacking the evidence against you that things actually aren't going that great right now. It's often hard to stay positive because if you have all of this evidence accruing to the contrary, at the end of the day, you might just be lying to yourself that things are going swimmingly well. You know what I mean? And with that, it erodes your credibility with yourself if you're being super positive, or at least it can erode your credibility with yourself if you're being super positive when your situation's actually pretty bleak. I mean, it it, it works, y'all, but it takes a very, very special person to be able to stay in that place 100% of the time, and I just don't think it's realistic. Negative thinking, obviously, is the browbeating, it's holding yourself low, it's wallowing in the despair of the situation that you might find yourself in, and neutral thinking, y'all, is just in the middle. So what neutral thinking is, is taking a clear and objective look at what the situation is, not assigning any type of emotional attachment to it, looking at what is and charting the next step forward. And what this is based on, y'all, is the concept that the things that happen to us in our lives are often going to be out of our control, and they're often going to be neutral. They just are. Now, some of them can be a big deal, and I'll get to that here in a second, but events being inherently neutral it is up to us as human beings to assign assign the meaning to them. So we can make it a positive interpretation, a positive meaning of the event that's occurred. You can make it a neutral one, which is what we're focusing on today, or you can make a negative one and quite honestly stay in a place of victimhood and stay down and stay low, you know, when when the going gets tough. So a neutral situation, like neutral thinking through a situation, I'm going to use baseball as an example. Even if you're not into sports, I think most people know or understand the basic concepts of the game of baseball enough to understand this analogy. But think of a pitcher on a mound. A pitcher is going to, a starting pitcher is probably going to throw anywhere between you know 70 and 100 pitches in a game depending on how well they're doing. They tend to get pulled out of the game if they're not doing as well. But in 100 pitches, that's 100 opportunities for the other team to get a hit, to get on base, to hit a home run. And so in 100 pitches, if a pitcher throws the ball over the plate, opposing batter hits it, crushes it, knocks it out of the park, what can the pitcher do to not crumble and fold in the moment so that he can stay in the game and continue to pitch effectively so that the next pitch doesn't leave the yard either as a home run and scores points for the other team? So pretending that we're a pitcher in this moment, 
throw a ball over the plate, you miss the spot, it's right over the plate, crushes it for a home run. Positive thinking is, that's okay, I'll get the next one. Or, that's okay, I was gonna probably going to give up one today anyway. That works. You know, you you can you can make that work. But if you do that over and over and over again, because maybe it's just not your day, maybe you're just having bad luck, it, it's going to stay hard to stay in that space. If that makes sense. Negative thinking. Again, throw it over the plate, miss the spot. Batter crushes it for a home run. Oh, here we go again. Oh, I'm letting my team down. Oh, I can't believe that happened. You feel how low that energy is, and you feel how much that just came down several notches. When you're in that space, you can see how this could possibly spiral out of control. And you can actually see it in a baseball game or, or any sporting event for that matter. When somebody drops their shoulders, their body language changes, and you can tell they're in their head about what has occurred. Uh, famous examples in every single sport can be looked at in terms of when guys get in their own head, get that negative conversation going, and they, they lose the game. Sometimes irreparably it damages their careers. So going back to this analogy, you throw the pitch, miss the spot, goes over the plate, batter crushes it for a home run. An example of neutral thinking is, okay, I just gave up a home run. I meant to throw that low and away. I missed the spot, went right over the plate. What can I do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Who is the next batter? What are his tendencies? Where do I need to throw it to get him out? Now, if you notice what I just said there, nothing I just said had any emotion tied to it. It didn't make anything right or wrong. It was stating the situation as pure and objective fact. And from that headspace, yes, you are acknowledging that something non-ideal occurred. You gave up the home run. You're assessing what specifically happened. You wanted to throw it in a specific spot. You missed. Gave him a really easy pitch to hit. And you're already moving on to the solution so that it doesn't happen again. And so that you can continue to show up as the best version of yourself, in this case, as a pitcher to get the next batter out and that you can get back in the game, literally and figuratively, in your life. And so neutral thinking does take practice, y'all, but it works. It is a muscle, just like anything that you get to develop, that you get to strengthen, and that over time gets easier and easier to use but from this place of neutrality, you can walk through the eye of the storm, so to speak. Doesn't mean you won't be left without bumps and bruises along the way, but you can at least see yourself through.
personal example with this podcast. Like if an episode doesn't do quite as well as I wanted it to, or that I thought it would because of the caliber of the guest I had on or how into it I am when I'm recording it and knowing that I'm pouring my heart and soul out and it only gets, you know, a couple dozen listens. I am able to stop and look and assess neutrally. Okay. I thought this would do better. It only received X number of listens or X number of views. If you're catching this on YouTube, what worked, what didn't work, what can I do differently and better on the next episode to give this another shot at growing the show? at increasing the amount of impact that I'm going to have for taking the time to show up here and record. Like y'all feel what I'm getting at right now in terms of finding a place of neutrality, looking at things objectively and moving forward. How can you apply this to your life? You know, Trevor Mawad, the author of that book, It Takes What It Takes, and I'll be sure to link that book probably on Amazon um, in the description so that you guys can check it out, download it. I've listened to it on Audible probably three or four times at this point. He passed away of cancer. He came out with a follow-up book that was entirely about his cancer journey and how he used neutral thinking to get through it all each and every day. And it's just the same thing. This is the prognosis. These are my treatment options. What can I control to make this process the minimal amount of suffering for me as possible? And to give myself the greatest possible chance of beating this. And in the book, he talks about, you know, spending time pouring himself into his work so he's not focusing on it, not even calling it cancer. He calls it the C word because he doesn't want to be using a word that has such a heavy negative connotation in the world and in our society. He talks about going and seeing as many comedies as he possibly can, like buying the subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu and whatever other streaming services so he can flood all of his extra time with something that's funny and that's very clearly not thinking about cancer. And while he ultimately lost his battle, he is still a shining example of thinking neutral and using the opportunity to continue to have as much impact as he possibly could with whatever time he had left on this earth and still pouring into the people in his life along the way. And so neutral thinking y'all is something to practice. I know I've said that already, but I can't stress that enough. It's not something that you're just going to get right away. You know, and it's something that I continue to improve upon, admittedly. I, I do get better as I go. I'm much better at it now, four years removed from picking up his book for the first time than I was when I listened the first time. But in 
arguments with my wife, Jennifer, in social interactions that don't go well, in business disappointments, in times when I'm parenting my stepson and I feel like I really missed. It's very rare that I go into a place of beat up anymore. And because of that, I stay in the game in a way that I never was able to do in my 20s. So again, it's looking clearly and objectively at what has occurred as a neutral event, because events are neutral, even something as life-changing as the author's cancer diagnosis, cancer is neutral. He has cancer. That is a statement of fact. From that place of neutrality, what's the situation? What went wrong? What are the options available? What can you do about it moving forward? What are you going to do next time? Specifically, y'all, and this is the most important part, what is the next step that you will take? Because this is all about continuing your momentum, recreating your momentum if it's an event that eliminates all of it. Keep one foot moving in front of the other so that you don't stay stagnant. That is neutral thinking. You know, not to belabor the point, but neutral thinking being what we're talking about, something that gets hammered home pretty effectively in the book is that maybe neutral thinking might sound a little woo-woo. It might sound, you know, a little out of left field listening to this, but at the bare minimum, you owe it to yourself to not only not think negatively, but to not externalize it for yourself. The book, It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Mawad, pretty clearly delineates how impactful negative thoughts are, how intrusive they can be, how much they actually do predict failure if you stay in that negative space. But what he also talks about is when you actually verbalize negative thoughts, it compounds the power of the thought. It creates co-conspirators. It makes the negative perception of whatever the neutral event is more of a reality because you're literally speaking it into existence. The famous example he gives that blows my mind, and I actually had to go look it up just to see because I didn't believe it when I read it or listened to it in the book. Famous baseball player, we're going back to baseball, Bill Buckner, 1986 World Series. Bill Buckner was the first baseman for the Boston Red Sox. They were playing the New York Mets, tightly contested series. Bill Buckner famously lets an easy, easy ground ball go through his legs and into the outfield, allowing the game-winning run to score. And then the Mets would go on to win the World Series in the following game. That play haunted Bill for the rest of his life, what was otherwise a, a borderline Hall of Fame career. And, you know, to add insult to injury, Bill Buckner had won the gold glove 
multiple times. The gold glove is the award given to the top defensive player at a position in baseball. So he had won it. Oh, I don't remember the number y'all, but a lot like he had won it over six times. I think he was like a nine time recipient. Someone go fact check me. I won't be offended. I should have known that before I hit record. But point being, this is a play he could have made in his sleep. Okay. So it turns out 19 days prior to the start of the World Series, in an interview with a local TV station in Boston, he actually says out loud in the interview, the fear is that I'm going to let a ground ball dribble between my legs that allows the game-winning run to score in a World Series. Like, he said that. He almost prophesied it. Now, does saying... Does saying that out loud mean definitively that he doomed himself to missing that ground ball no, no, it doesn't. But what it does mean is that there was an element of doubt in his mind. And there was definitely an element of doubt as that ball approached him that fateful night in October of 86. And so what we speak out loud becomes our reality. So just don't make it negative, y'all. Just don't do it. And as I've said before, it might be really hard and impractical to strive for positivity all the time, but neutrality is always available to you if you choose it. And so that's why we're talking about neutral thinking today. It's a tool can help you get through just about any situation. Again, events are inherently neutral. Doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're comfortable. But they're, as a statement of fact, they are what they are. The meaning that we assign to them is ours and ours alone. And it's our responsibility to not choose something negative and disempowering. Find the neutrality. Assess the situation. What's working, what didn't work. What can you do moving forward? And what is the next actionable step? So try that on for yourselves, guys. See how much it actually starts to transform your perception of the world, which thereby will impact your reality. But more importantly, your effectiveness in overcoming adversity. Because trust me, there's going to be a lot of adversity in life especially for those of you that want to do something great, which I know is probably all of you listening to this because that's what the show is about. So neutral thinking, use it, practice it, know it, get it in your bones so that it becomes a part of you and becomes your default operating system. It has changed my life for the better and, I'm just going to own it. It's something that I continue to get better at each and every day because I choose it. And I can't wait to see what you create for yourselves.
So again, guys, this has been Stuart Cranes. I'm your host. This is your inside track to success. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Please let me know what you got from this episode, what you felt the most important takeaways were for you. And we'll see you on the show next week.